This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Here on the Baseball Insiders with Hall of Famer Tom Glavin here with us on behalf of a partnership with Pepsi Zero Sugar and Sam's Club. Tom, before we get going, why don't you tell us a little bit more about the partnership and how it came about? Well, it's a good opportunity. Uh, Look, everybody loves Pepsi Zero Sugar and hot dogs, right? So uh, it's a good opportunity to be here today at Sam's Club in McDonough, Georgia, and spend some time with uh, some fans here. I love getting out in the community and talking to Braves fans and certainly talking about this current edition of the Braves team, which uh, everybody loves to talk about. So it's been a ton of fun. And uh, let me tell you about a little sweepstakes we have going here. So uh, they're hosting uh, Pepsi Sugar and Sam's Club, hosting a fun consumer sweepstake, excuse me, allows baseball fans and hot dog fans alike to savor the end of the hot dog season, which let's be honest, we all hated seeing the end of the hot dog season. Uh, But beginning today through September 30th, uh, they're going to celebrate the $1.38 pricing. So 138 lucky winners will receive a Sam's Club $100 gift card. And all they have to do is share a photo or a video of their Pepsi Zero Sugar and Sam's Club Cafe hot dog combo on Instagram or TikTok by tagging hashtag Pepsi, hashtag Sam's Club, uh, using the hashtag Sam's Club hot dog combo. And the better uh, hashtag better with Pepsi and hashtag sweepstakes. And I apologize. Initially, it's TikTok by tagging at Pepsi and at Sam's Club. So at Pepsi, at Sam's Club, hashtag Sam's Club hot dog combo, hashtag better with Pepsi and hashtag sweepstakes. So get out there, take your picture, show your hot dog, your Pepsi, your Pepsi zero sugar, and uh, maybe win a hundred dollar Sam's Club card. What's better than that? I can't think of anything. I'll tell you, I'm a big, I'm a big hot dog guy. 365 days a year is what I celebrate. I can't do that at my age anymore. It would be, it would be bad results. So I got to pick my spots. Yeah, I, I feel you there. I feel you there. But hey, at, at the start of that, you, you mentioned um, the Atlanta Braves. And obviously you have an extensive history with the Braves. From your vantage point, like what's it been like watching this Braves team, but not only like this year, but in, in recent years and the job that Alex Anthopoulos has done building that team. Uh, look, I mean, what's, what's not to be impressed by, right. I think, um, you know, they've certainly used kind of the, um, the Atlanta Braves formula, so to speak, as they draft that they develop and they, and they do that all from within the organization. Now, when I played, it was probably a little bit more geared to the pitching side of things. I think this rendition is a little bit more offensive minded, um, but nonetheless, uh, the results have been great. And, you know, clearly they've 
uh, done a great job of drafting and developing these guys. And now they've done a great job of tying a lot of these guys up to long-term deals. And uh, so I think it's, um, you know, it's a great situation. I mean, you can foresee this team, the nucleus of this team being together for a long, long time. So provided they all stay healthy, uh, provided they all continue to do the things that the organization anticipates them to do, they're going to be fun to watch for a long time. And I think you have to give Alex certainly a lot of credit uh, being creative and in, in signing these guys to long-term deals and uh, and tying them up, but also to the scouting and development department for, you know, going out and, and drafting the right guys um, and then trusting their guys to develop them into the players they think they can be. Your era of Braves baseball, of course, was based on, on pitching, but you did have some boppers on that team, and, and Fred McGriff, one of them, just got the call to the hall this year, finally. I know you've gotten more involved in Cooperstown over the past couple of years. How relieved were you uh, when Fred McGriff finally did get inducted, and do you have any other former teammates who you're hoping get the call to Cooperstown someday soon? Well, listen, I was thrilled for Freddie, and, and I think, you know, initially when you don't really understand some of the dynamics of the Hall of Fame, um, you know, you look at it and you say, well, you know, how does a guy get in on the veterans committee or why does he get in on the veterans committee? And, and, you know, he's been on the ballot for 15 years and his numbers haven't changed. So why is he a hall of famer now? And I understand it now because I think the veterans committee has gotten it right. Um, with a couple of guys lately, I think most notably Lee Smith, um, and now Freddie McGriff. Uh, I think Freddie should have been in a long time ago. Um, you know, you look at his numbers compared to some of the other Hall of Fame first basemen, and he's certainly right there and better than a lot of guys. Um, so I'm not sure what the what the rub, so to speak, was with having Freddie get voted in. I'm I'm just glad that inevitably the Veterans Committee got it right, uh, and Freddie's in the Hall of Fame now where he belongs. So it's it's great to see another teammate in there. Um, you know, guys that you say or ask about that were former teammates, uh, obviously Andrew Jones. Uh, I think Andrew's a guy that as time goes on, I think he's starting to to gain some traction, particularly um, now where, you know, the game is viewed in much different ways than it was when I played, right? It's not just the um, wins and losses and ERAs or the batting averages, home runs and RBIs. There's a whole, a whole lot of analytics that are involved now and defensive metrics and you know, Andrew's at the top of the charts when it comes to defensive metrics. I mean, when you talk to people about baseball and center fielders, the only guy I ever hear people talk about that maybe is better than Andrew, and I can't speak to it because I never saw him play, is Willie Mays. So when you start talking about a guy as being the best that's ever played the game at a position, or at least one of two, hard for me to think he's not a Hall of Famer. So I'm, I'm hoping that Andrew gets there eventually. And the other guy would probably be Billy – well, two guys, Billy Wagner um, – Again, I think if you look at Billy's numbers uh, and compare them to Mariano Rivera's, they're every good, if not better, other than the total number of saves. And, you know, to Billy's credit, he walked away at the top of his game when he said he was going to walk away. He wanted to go home with his family. So uh, I don't think I don't think he should be punished for that. And then lastly, Dale Murphy. I think Murph um, is a guy that, um, you know, was was Mr. Baseball, still is Mr. Atlanta Braves. Uh, two-time MVP. Uh, look, when I got to the big leagues, the only reason anybody came to a game in Atlanta was to see Dale Murphy. Um, we weren't very good, and that's why they came was to see Murph. So, I think he's had a he had a tremendous career, but I think as importantly, he represented the Atlanta Braves in the game of baseball about as classy as anybody I've ever seen. So, you talk about a guy who's um, worthy of being in the Hall of Fame in terms of his. Um, 
and how he went about his business and how he represents the game, you're not going to find a better example. Yeah. And, and, and clearly like you're a guy who's baseball through and through, and there were reports a few years ago that you ended up trying to like, as part of an ownership group, try to buy the Miami Marlins. Is that something that you're still interested in doing? It is, um, you know, I've, I've had a couple other things that have kind of, you know, I guess materialized, but in terms of putting groups together and looking at teams and looking at situations and, you know, probably the easiest path right now is expansion, but, you know, I think baseball has got to figure out what's going to happen in uh, Tampa Bay and what's going to happen in, in Oakland before they're ready to expand. So, you know, that's kind of, uh, I, I guess, cool things off a little bit because it's hard to it's hard, hard to force Major League Baseball to do anything if they're not ready to do it. So I think they're I think it's clear they're going to expand by two teams. Um, the biggest problem is what that time frame looks like. So, you know, it's hard to keep groups together because people move on to other things but yeah i think it's something i'm still interested in if the right situation comes along um so you know i haven't i haven't really closed the door so to speak um since the marlins thing but um probably not as rigorous about it as i was uh during that whole process until you kind of see what happens uh what happens with tampa and and oakland I uh, I know you've still got plenty to do in the Atlanta booth. I know your second Braves alumni broadcast of the season is coming up soon. Uh, do you plan to expand those next year? And I know uh, Maddox called in last time. Do you think there's any chance you could get him to join you and Smoltz for a big three booth? <laughs> I don't know. You know, well, well, and actually we did the second one last week, I think it was, and, and it went well. Um, you know, it's like you're always concerned about the sequel, right? I mean, the first one um, – the first one could not have gone better in terms of the game. I mean, the kind of game that we had where it was, you know, an 11, 10 game back and forth, the whole game and a walk-off home run. I think that was the biggest concern with the sequel. I I knew we would still have fun and tell good stories and be engaging, but um, you know, you always worry, but uh, look, it's fun to do. I think the fans enjoy it. I could see, I could see a couple of those a year. I don't know that you could watch, 50 of those a year, you know, I mean, it's, um, it's a lot going on and uh, it's certainly a different way to watch the game because there is, was virtually no play by play. We did a little bit more the second time, but um, you know, it, so it's, it's a little bit different in that regard, but you know, yeah, in terms of other guys, you know, I think Maddox certainly, certainly would be a, ton, be a ton of fun. Um, you know, the four guys we did it with were a blast. Uh, oops, sorry. I don't know what that alarm's for. Um, but um you know, certainly the kind of thing that I think if if you're looking for ways to maybe shake it up or be a little bit different, I think Greg would be at the top of the list in terms of terms of guys you'd want to have in there. Yeah, and, and I'm curious because you've been around some really great players, but obviously what we're seeing with Shohei Otani is unlike anything we've ever seen. With him having the torn UCL, how do you think that impacts him as a full-time starter and like offensive player? And I'm curious, do you have any predictions? on what kind of contract you can get in the off season? Well, it's hard to say now. I mean, you talk about the worst timing for an injury, my gosh, uh, the poor guy. Um, but you know, listen, um, UCL injuries are, are, you know, not really too worrisome to teams, right? You see a lot of guys now that get signed with that. Uh, you see a lot of guys that are traded with that. Now, obviously, He's in a unique situation where you think, well, you know, he's got the torn UCL. He can't pitch, but he can still hit. I don't know if he's able to do that or not. Uh, you know, we saw Bryce Harper had the UCL and, and 
uh, and he wasn't able to hit. So, um, you know, I guess not knowing that situation and, and how that would all play out, I would imagine he's going to have to take some time off from hitting too. But listen, I think there are still teams, obviously, that are going to be interested in him. Probably not at the level they were looking at um, going into it. So it might have to be a kind of some kind of thing where, you know, he signs a one or a two year deal just to get back on the field and show he's show that he's healthy and and uh, try to try to parlay that into something bigger. Well, time for one last question, if we got it. Oh, absolutely. Great. Tom Glavin, thanks so much for joining us. I will wrap on this then. Uh, hot dog season is ending, but the postseason is about to begin. The Atlanta Braves enter as a machine. Which team do you see as the biggest threat to the Braves in the NL playoffs this year? Um, well, without hyping it up too much, I think this series with the Dodgers is going to be interesting to watch this week. Uh, Dodgers are playing really good. Uh, you know, they got off to a slow start and uh, had some injuries. They seem to be finding themselves. So, look, they're going to be a tough team. Um, if you're fortunate enough to get through the National League and get to the American League, look, Houston's always tough. Um, the Texas Rangers have a really good club this year. And I think the Baltimore Orioles are the best team in baseball that nobody knows anything about. So uh, myself included, I could not tell you one guy in their starting lineup. I just know they're good. Um, so that, you know, those are the teams you look at. But listen, the biggest, the the most fearful thing, so to speak, about the postseason is it's a short series. You know, when you're when you're a really good team over 162 games, you're going to find your way to the top. In the postseason format in a short series, that's a little bit tougher. So you know, you run into a team that has a hot pitcher or two in games one and two, and all of a sudden you get behind the eight ball, puts a lot of pressure on you. So I look, I would not bet against the Braves by any stretch of the imagination. I think they are the most complete team in baseball. Um, but, you know, the playoffs are always dicey and, and you know, a bad break here, a, a bad break there, you know, changes everything. But I, I, if I, if I were a betting man, which I'm not, only on the golf course, um, my my money would be on the Braves. Well, Tom, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, really appreciate you coming on the Baseball Insiders, and you might have just tempted me into a hot dog tonight, so I appreciate that. Uh, well, too. you know what? Hey, it's not a bad choice. It's you know the, the end of summer, so I end it with a with a hot dog and a Pepsi Zero Sugar. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.